0: And you are listening to The Texas Standard. It's inevitable. Many of the objects and institutions we rely on today will eventually fade from use. Consider the typewriter, or the milkman, or the subject of a story The Texas Standard's Michael Marks brings us today. So Michael, uh, where does
1: this start exactly? starts in San Antonio in the early 20th century, <laughs> so a pretty noisy place. Sounds like. The city's growing, modernizing at this point. Uh Between 1910 and 1930, the population of San Antonio more than doubled. Here's Mariah Pfeiffer. She's a local historian in San Antonio.
2: If you look at historic pictures of downtown, you see this incredible mashup of cars, horse carts, and trolleys, and pedestrians. It was a bustling place. But above all
1: this noise, of all this progress, there was one sound you could hear above everything else. And that was the voice of Julius Myers, known as the last town crier in the United States.
0: I always thought of town crier as kind of a medieval profession or something. How long did this guy hold on?
1: Uh, he actually held on until about 1928. Hmm. He was born in New York in 1868 to German immigrants, came to Texas, started a family and a grocery business in Luling. Hmm. But then he got into advertising, moved to San Antonio, and there he became a town crier. <laughs> Here's Mariah Pfeiffer again.
2: He's renowned for riding his horse through the streets and handing out flyers or calling out the news. He was impossible
1: to miss. The man's nickname was Megaphone Myers for this big, booming voice. And he and his horse Tootsie would go up and down the streets in San Antonio wearing whatever costume was appropriate to advertise a baseball game or a produce stand or Joski's department store, for example. <laughs> you know, he'd give you the news the day, too. He'd announce charitable events, things like that. And for about 15 years, he's this really beloved community figure. Hmm. But things change in 1926, where even in San Antonio, town criers...
2: Apparently uh, had outlived their usefulness and were irritating the uh, the general public a bit.
1: So in December of 1926, San Antonio City Council issues a ban on town criers. And the culprits here, David, are two technological advances that you happen to be particularly fond of. Mm. The automobile and the radio. (laughs) (laughs) So as more cars filled the streets, drivers weren't too happy about a town crier slowing down traffic, and commercial radio gave businesses a more efficient way to advertise than one man on a horse downtown. So I guess that was it for Julius Myers, town crier, right? Almost. Not quite. Because he was such an institution, he did make a brief comeback. Hmm. People signed petitions, there were editorials supporting him in Texas newspapers, and in 1928, the city council relented. They allowed him to resume his town crying on two conditions. One, he could only advertise baseball games. And two, his horse Tootsie had to remain in the barn. I see. So he only returned on a limited basis. And not for very long either. In fact, on this very day, September 18th in 1929, Myers died of heart failure at 62 years old. And in the U.S., the profession of town crier went with him. Wow. death was national news, and papers printed letters like this one from a local philanthropist named E.B. Chandler. Uh, I typed a little bit of it out. Do, do you mind reading it? No, Yeah. let's see here. Here goes.
0: His voice, like the Alamo, can never be replicated. They talk about repairing the Alamo, but there is no occasion for repairing Julius's voice. It is as perfect now as it ever was. Wow, what a what a eulogy! <laughs> well, I guess if San Antonians are comparing you to the Alamo, <laughs> you've certainly left your mark there. It, it seems like Julius Myers did that, America's last town crier, who died on this day in 1929. Michael, amazing story. Thanks so much for bringing it to us.
1: Sure thing, Dave.
3: Thank <music> you.